not gonna give that away. Yeah, doctor-patient confidentiality, Alex. Yeah, Jerry, was I one of them? Because I can't remember who I picked. I don't remember who I picked. Well, no, I picked the A's. That's why, because I hate the Astros. But I'm not I think I might have picked detail. the Astros. I just know that this this group does not think highly of the Astros as well. But this team, who's already come out and said that, you know, don't doubt us, you know what I'm saying, is like, I can't, I, I can't stand them. They're like, they're like, they're like UCF level right now. That's where they're getting at. I want to punch him in the face. That, but that's not that's not necessarily. I mean, the, these are that, the defending champions saying don't doubt us. Well, yeah, but the difference is, you know, is like the Astros are like, hey, um, the like, difference is UCF. At least they claimed it without cheating. That's what I was gonna say. It's like, and then then Carlos Correa is, and the Astros believe that this run is proof of something, but it's proof of nothing other than the fact that they were – everybody knew they were a good baseball team beforehand. Nobody was denying that when they won. Nobody was denying that when the cheating came out either. It was just the fact that, you know – Cheated. Yeah, it's like that. But, like, they're, they're acting like this is some proof of – not innocence, but, you know, proof of we didn't need to cheat. I'm like, okay, then why did you? They think like, oh, that for it, some odd reason, them sweeping the Twins was some sort was some of was, – was some sign of – divine intervention right that that watched them of their sins of cheating and god's game of baseball and i say nay jared says nay jared what says i nay. say is word okay it's gospel all right let's let's, let's get to the good news Ah, washington quarterback situation all right dwayne haskins thrown off a cliff Kyle Allen inserted in Alex Smith, the backup. From a Washington fan perspective, Alex, I, I want you. I, I want first reactions. I'll break it down. Okay, so first of all, I still haven't seen the Alex Smith backup thing. Which honestly, the reason I don't believe that is because he has been cleared for contact. I put that in the biggest air quotes possible because nobody really believes that he's going to play. Davis from Bleacher Report. Veteran QB will back up Kyle Allen in week five after Washington benches Dwayne Haskins for NFL Network. Alex Smith to be Washington's QB. I'm just right saying there. insiders in DC have not posted anything about that yet. What about what about good old Tom? Wait, hold up. Not yeah. only is Dwayne Haskins not starting for the Washington football team on Sunday, he's not even number two. Alex Smith will back up Kyle Allen. Right. It's true, Alex. Accept it. It's okay. true. No, he ha- he I, has a check mark, Alex. It's over. I like, I like Alex Smith. I have no problem with it. I just didn't really see the plausibility of that. But all right, that's fine. So, now Haskins had one of the worst games of his career. There's a lot the- of LOLs in the comments, by the way. I just want to point that out. Yeah, of course. So, Haskins had one of the worst games of his career against the Browns two weeks ago. And then the short leash stuff comes out, and the whole story is that, you know, he has a very short leash on the mistakes he can make. So they go and they play the Ravens, who are one of the best teams and one of the best defenses in the NFL. Now, looking from a numbers perspective, Haskins did good. It was his first ever 300-yard game. He had no interceptions. You know, from numbers specifically, it looked decent. But if you watch the game, it was a lot of checkdowns, which personally, it looked like it was the offensive coordinator calling the plays rather than Haskins just specifically doing checkdowns. But that again is up for debate because for some reason Rivera brought his failure of an offensive coordinator from the Panthers with him doesn't make any sense to me but anyway um so 
there was that. There were a lot of he took a lot of very bad sacks, as I think I just mentioned. But there were a lot, and again, you can't do that right now because the offensive line is so bad. You don't have time for that. You've got to be prepared to throw it away quickly. He messed up on that a bunch. But again, 31-17 against the Ravens. This team has one good wide receiver. No tight. Their best tight end is a former quarterback. They have no offensive line, Heck yeah. and their best running backs are a former wide receiver and Peyton Barber. So that is an important factor to hold to it because, again, Haskins is on the least talented offense in the NFL. You could say he contributes to that, Davis, but – He does because he's, t- he's trash. Simple fact that this offense, top to bottom, is the worst offense in the NFL. And he's top. part of that. He doesn't elevate it any. He's also trash. Put yeah, him on a good team, he'd still be what, trash. I, I don't know. He's third string. Hey, Davis, Davis, shut up. Okay, so anyway, I, as I was saying. As far as the offense goes, you still have the Jets and Broncos, you know, scrapping for first place of worst offenses. So, But even, even, even the Broncos have something. You know, they've got Philip Lindsay, I think, still, maybe. And um, they, have, tell you enough. they have Jerry Judy. They also have the tight end from Iowa Fant. That is more talent on the offense than Washington has. Bar Fair. What about Look the Jets? At Jones, for example. Far more talent than Washington has to Dwayne Haskins with. But anyway. And the Jets? the Jets? The Jets. The Jets are – Don't Jets. you bring up Le'Veon Bell because he is not – No, I, the, yeah. Jet, the Jets are bad. They are. They are. That's – I'm not going to pretend again. The Jets in Washington have the two least talented offense. I'll say that. Yeah. Now you remind me of the Jets. Yeah. I'll and Sam that. Darnold played better than Dwayne Haskins. What? Nothing. Okay, Devs. And over the next four weeks, Washington plays teams that have a combined record of four and twelve. They are in the worst division in football. And in reality, if they can win these games, they will be in a position to make the playoffs, which is ridiculous, but they will simply because of the division they're in. That's not. That's just the simple facts of the situation as it is. So you can say the year's over and spend time trying to build with Dwayne Haskins, or you can try a different thing to try and win a football game, and that's what they're doing. I need to look up when Kyle Allen potentially plays the Panthers. They don't play. So, this. Yeah, I don't think they play. Um, so, yeah. What Not I, this week. I know the Falcons play the Panthers this week. I always, um, always checking in on the SB Nation blog. I feel like that really puts you on, uh, put your finger on the pulse of what's going on in these teams. Um, they play December twenty seventh. They do play again. Yeah. Oh, December they have it right. They have it right here on my schedule. Yeah. December twenty uh, seventh. Yeah. <laughs> Homecoming. Here we go. At the football team. Football team. So this will be interesting. So Heck yeah, yeah, what I what I'm reading from this Washington blog is that. Um, you, you don't really come back to Haskins as the guy. You're officially in the QB market for 2021. Yeah. Is that another he, reaction? Uh, no. He, he, he's about to get Josh Rosen. I mean, Say with me, guys. He's a bum. He's a bum, bro. He's and a I bum. like Haskins, too. That's the sad I part. I do, too, but he's a bum. Like, if he, was in any other, if he was in any other system, right, he'd probably be fine. But no, Washington, I don't think so. Wait, I think he'd you, still you be a bum. You just said – oh, that was Davis. Yeah, no, David, Davis is the one that is convinced he's the worst quarterback on the face of the planet. Davis yeah, we, uh, I made a ranking of quarterbacks with my friends, and he is tied for last with Daniel Jones. So, Like, if you put Dwayne Haskins with the same kind of offensive uh, weapons and uh, situation as guys like uh, 
Daniel Jones. I mean, honestly. Okay, he might get killed over there. But if, if you no, if, I mean, if, I, if you would have taken Dwayne Haskins and put him in Dallas, or you put him in Indianapolis, or you put him in, I think it would do. I think it would do relatively better than what the Eagles have right now. I mean, the Eagles are kind of like borderline right now. You put him in Philly, I think he'll be decent enough. Decent enough to where, I mean, he could beat Nick Mullins. Yeah, of all the plays they called were checkdowns, he'd do fine. Here's the issue. He has to throw more than five yards down. He would miss his throw. And then when he tries to scramble, he would get freaking destroyed because he can't run. Davis, here's your simple issue is that you don't actually watch any of the games. I do, Alex. I do watch him. I watch how bad he is. And you don't pay attention to the fact that, again, I cannot put this as clearly as I can again. This is the worst top-to-bottom talent offense on the planet. That doesn't – just because his wide receivers are bad doesn't stop him from throwing good passes. And even then, he throws crappy passes day after day. And then when he has a good pocket, he can't make a pass. When he scrambles, he can't scramble. He can't do anything. All he does is wear his little headband. Dang. He can barely even throw a freaking check down. What did Dwayne Haskins do to you, Davis? He's just not good, and you defending him so vehemently makes me so aggravated. I don't, I don't defend him so – I'm just patient is all. Again, I think it's important to mention how bad some quarterbacks have been in the past. You're patient. Did you just say you're patient? Yes. That is the biggest load of crock I've ever heard. Crock. I've, I've watched Auburn football games with you. I've talked to you about Auburn football. You are not patient. I've been patient with them enough. That's the point. Um – I mean, okay. Look, honestly, you just can't accept last... he's bad. You just can't accept that that was a bad draft pick and that you wasted your pick on Dwayne Haskins. I mean, they needed a quarterback of some kind, so. And you took a bad one. I I agree. I apologize for bogging down the show with all the Washington football talk. We can move on to something else, like you know, Bill O'Brien or something. <laughs> oh yeah, Bill O'Brien got fired. Uh, I mean, look. Bill O'Brien got canned. There you go. Speaking of bums, there's one for you. Yeah. If we can all agree on one thing, Bill O'Brien's a bum. Hold up, hold up. I'll say this. Ooh, Alex Alex is doing it a bit, Bill O'Brien. No, no, no. no, no, no. Alex, be quiet for a second. Let me say it. No, 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 no. If you come on this show, if you come on this show and you defend Bill O'Brien, I will end it right now. I will end this show I'm, right I'm now. Not, I'm going He's to not say, playing, Alex. He will I'm, do it. I'm I will, I will kick you out of the show right now if I'm you gonna say you're defending Bill O'Brien. Okay, look, I'm going to say what somebody else said, and I'm going to share with y'all and see what y'all think. Something well, like you better name drop him because I want to know who said it. It was, uh, I think it was on ESPN. Um, it was on First Takes. Who, said, not, it? Not very who regular, said it? Who said it? Who said it? It was Max Kellerman probably. Boom. Oh, wait, no, wait, no, no. It was. He is a bum. Okay, look. It was who? I think it was Dan Orlovsky instead, actually. Oh, uh, even, like yeah, even, even better. I'm I mean, glad he's entered the world. Does everybody get my neck? No, but I agree, Jake. I like the guy, too, on ESPN. Um, he's so like, what he said is that I believe that Bill O'Brien, the GM, got Bill O'Brien, the head coach, fired. They're because- the same person, Alex. It doesn't matter. What? They're the same well, person. It doesn't matter. was the fact that when you look at the numbers and the simple facts of it all, Bill O'Brien is – the second greatest, if not the greatest. It's like, it's, like, it's like going back to last year and being like, we go sports director Jared Dillard got extra point host Jared Dillard fired. They're the same damn person, Alex. It doesn't matter who it is. No, it's not, though. It really isn't. Yes, it does. I'm the same person. The, I understand the take. It's. I understand it. I don't like it. Like, because 
in reality, he like he was a good coach for the Texans. The team was good, as, but then once he took ah, that win, that, he, I won't go that far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he did kind of choke the playoffs last year. Okay, yeah, a, but I'm not a lot of timeouts. Okay, four Texans standards. Well, in the past, what eighteen years of their existence? Yeah, exactly. He wins by default. No, I mean that. That's what I'm saying, though. Is that like really considering the Texans' low standards? If he just kept being head coach and not traded well of his good players because he was made the GM, he probably would still be around for a variety of reasons. But, like, make no mistake, what he did as GM is awful and one of the worst GM jobs in history, I agree. But I'm just saying that was something I saw that I thought was interesting, and I kind of agreed with a bit because I think his, his ability as GM was so much worse. Do not make any excuses for Bill O'Brien. I'm, no, I'm not. Because he was he – was, again, he was still awful as GM. I'm not, like, saying, oh – you know, it wasn't his. It was his fault. Everything that happened. It's just interesting to look if at. Like anything, it makes it even worse because he knows his players the best. He he got Deshaun Watson. He he got DeAndre Hopkins. He he has JJ Watt. He's the guy who knows this team the best. And his decision was like DeAndre Hopkins second round pick. Good, good. And he traded him. Madden, Madden CPUs don't even make that trade, and he did it. What Bill was going through his said, mind? Yeah, let me call security. Get this man out of my sight. <laughs> I mean, no, look. Like, it, somebody went on the Madden and tried to do that same trade, and Madden said no. Jared's really pulling the Madden reference. Like, what? <laughs> you said it three times. Because it's, 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 it's asinine how bad he was. No, I don't make that trade. I would be a better GM than Bill O'Brien. Why am I, why am I not the GM for the Texans? Because you're uh, yelling on a radio show right now. About to say, because you just let us yell about the Washington Wait, football. Me now. yelling on a radio show gets the Sean Watson sacked how many times? None. That man's running for his <laughs> damn life. And he ain't got no more Popeye's chicken biscuits out there to help him. <laughs> what in the world? You don't get that reference. My point being is that me sitting here in Smith Station, Alabama has helped out more for the Texans than Bill O'Brien getting the keys to the damn franchise. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Can, can you say that's not true? I, I, I cannot say that's not true. I just, I'm kind of... Using a reference that Jack would say, we could throw tackle sleds in at offensive line for the Texans and that would have been probably better than what Bill O'Brien had planned for that offensive line. Oh, I agree. <laughs> and, get, and, and get this. Oh, the Texans yeah. the Texans are a divisional rival of the Colts and I am still upset at this man. <laughs> because I've seen what, what negligent GMs do to teams. I lived through it. All right, Andrew Luck's not playing anymore because of bad GMs. That's that's good. Point. Andrew that's... Luck had last uh, lacerated internal organs because of how bad the offensive line was, because of incompetent GMs. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I like Deshaun Watson, but that was man that... was going to be out of the league in about five years. That they didn't fix anything, and I just think it's just poetic justice that Bill O'Brien's like, you know what, zero four. I'm going to take over off of the play calling duties. And that was the key for the owner to be like, get the hell out of my sight. That was the key. He took him over before the game on Sunday, then went 0-4. And that makes it even better. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. 
So I mean, how did Bill Belichick win Super Bowls with him and Matt Patricia? Because they are both. <laughs> I saw that meme. That meme was so funny, man. I mean, in reality, so I saw somebody say, well, Tom Brady controlled the offense and Bill Belichick did the defense. And I'm like, well, I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, they just they just stood there. They're like, good job, guys. I mean, you know, it, you know, some people are truly great coordinators. Look at Romeo Cornell. Romeo Cornell has not, not been a good head coach, but he's a great defensive coordinator. He well, he'll be better than whatever Bill O'Brien was. No, I he, honestly, he'll probably get the Texans a win this year. Then Bill O'Brien didn't. But, like, I think there are people that are just good coordinators. You know? I just... I think that's just how it is. And, I mean, look, it. at the end of the day, you've got to ask the question, you know. Obviously, you don't want a meddling owner, but what is the owner doing if he's not, you know, monitoring this enough to hear the trade of DeAndre Hopkins and be like, nope, I vetoed. Do not make the trade. You know? Because I saw that, too, and I'm like, all right. If I'm in that position, I want to know about the trades that my team is making before they make them. Because, like, if you're trading my most valuable asset for scrub or for scraps, I mean. No, say it, scrubs. That's no, probably that's, the, that, I mean, if, if Bill O'Brien was still GM, that's probably what they would get anyway. He'd probably he, trade DeAndre Hopkins for a $2 stake if he could. That's pretty much what he's going to get. Sean Watson. Whatever. traded Hopkins. Whatever. Yeah. I'm I upset. mean, look – at the end of the day, it's it's one of the worst GM jobs in recent history. And, I mean, it's going to go down for a long time just because of how chaotic and a mess it was. But, I mean, you know, the biggest concern for the Texans is really, like, is the damage already done? Well, yeah, you're not going to get DeAndre Hopkins back. Hopkins ain't coming back, bro. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. You know, I meant, like, is there a way back for them to – you know, 10 and six. They've hit some lows, but not this season, I don't think. But, like, I mean, because, like, they don't have any draft picks. Yes, Alex. Yes, they don't. Guys, they're they're stuck in the basement. What I'm saying is, like, like in reality, for what's left of the Texans, do they need to just blow the whole thing up completely and trade Deshaun Watson and start back? No, you blow up everything but Deshaun Watson. No, but my point is, is that with Watson and with, like, is – are they going to be able to really build a team in the time that they have him? Or should they just start fresh? Deshaun Watson's how old? I would say 24 if I had to guess. They have time. I, I don't, I look, I'm just saying without any first-round picks, they're going to be just as bad next year as they are this year. That's they why you blow it up now. Oh, you know, maybe they can turn to the Washington football team so they can have a decent quarterback on their roster. Yeah, for the first time in how long? Or maybe he'll join the Washington quarterback graveyard. But you know what they do to decent quarterbacks, right? Yeah. RG3, eat your heart out. Alex Smith. Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Whose fault was that? He's on the football team. If he wasn't on the football team, he wouldn't have been there that day, and he wouldn't have gotten hurt that day. So, by proxy, it is your fault. My fault? As a football fan, all I'm saying is the Texans. You wanted them to get Alex Smith, so they signed Alex Smith, and then he got hurt on your watch. Oh all God. I'm saying is the Texans can easily blow it up without getting rid of Deshaun Watson. Yes. Now we can trade David now, Johnson will, for a pick. Will he stay for no. that rebuild? I have no idea. They'll get Brock Osweiler back, but he did just get that huge contract. So him not staying is, you know, it's. Like, you know, well, they do have AJ McCarron as backup, so I mean, they're they're just primed and ready to go for a Super Bowl. <laughs> Look, they can blow it all up and keep only Deshaun Watson and I assume JJ Watt if they blow it all up. Although JJ Watt would get you a first round pick, they JJ could Watt. trade JJ Watt. 
I don't know if he gets you a first round uh, pick. You're going to lose half the fan base, right? But he'll get you a first round pick if you want it that bad. They already if let you, Davion Clowney go for nothing. If so. you get a good GM, a good GM can build a decent 8-8 eight eight team with your third through fifth round picks. That could if you get a decent uh, coach, they could build an 8-8 eight eight team with this team that's that what, they that, have right that's now. That's what good GMs do. Watch Romeo Cornell go like eleven and one, make the playoffs. This team is not that terrible. Like looking at it on paper. See, yes, I, I I'm don't want the Israel to survive another game, though. They probably won't. To be quite honest. I mean, I think the 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 that water and milk. What are you drinking? Silent. Ah, oh, is that Milo's lemonade? That stuff is so good. Out of the out jug? Of the jug, you monster! I, I want oh, dishes are there. dirty, Jared. I think before we move on, I just need to inform everybody. Um, I went to KFC last night to celebrate a special occasion. And um, at KFC, you can now purchase a half gallon of any drink on the menu for $3. A half gallon? <laughs> okay, so am I going to KFC? It, it comes advertised. You, you know when you get, like, you're at, like, an event that's having, like, breakfast catered? And it has like coffee in those bags and those cardboard boxes. Yes. So it, it's advertised as coming in one of those, but I guess they ran out because I ordered the half gallon of Pepsi, and then the guy took a, a half gallon jug, like you get like buttermilk in, and like stuck it up under the soda fountain. <laughs> and by the time I got home, the the carbonation had, had like blimped it out to the point where it wouldn't even stand up on its own. <laughs> That Casey's wild out now. That was the drink that you ordered a half gallon of? (laughs) I couldn't get something moosh because I I wasn't going to drink it all by myself. So I had to get something everyone could enjoy. Amanda's asking the right questions, though. Like, Look, that's not on the top of my list. Of Pepsi, Pepsi is better than Dr. Pepper. We'll we'll, we'll put that out there. All the right you questions. did not just say that, Jared. That is no, 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 no. no. Y'all already, you already know how I feel about Dr. Pepper. If you Wait, are the official, if you are the official soft drink of the Big Twelve and the product that they put out, you deserve to be trashed. I don't care what you think. <laughs> okay. That's a little harsh, Jared. No, it's not. Oh, Look, gosh, Dr. Pepper ain't that good. If he, yeah. if Dr. Pepper was that good, show me the doctorate. That's all I'm saying. Jack, is Jack super into Diet Coke or Dr. Pepper? Jack, what's your soda drink? Is it Dr. Pepper? I actually have a case of both uh, right by my feet right now, but I, I'm, I'm more partial to Diet Coke at present. Jack, have yeah. you ever tried RC Cola? I, I enjoy an RC Cola. Um, it's a bit too sweet for me. That's fair. Look, I'm just saying. So I'll, 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 see y'all, I'll, I'll see y'all all at KFC is what I'm I'm hearing. Yeah, we'll, we'll see you at KFC. At the Colonel. Those Dr. Pepper ads are funny. The Fansville ones. Okay, I, think... I mean, yeah, th- th- those are decent. But the drink um, itself, I'm not a sadist. I'm not going to drink that. to like Fansville because yeah. Fansville, Fansville means they had to kill Larry Culpepper. <laughs> that's true rest in oh peace my whole gosh. I'm just saying Larry Culpepper was easily the best of um... I mean remember they, they had like a chance to like the whole season of Fansville last year was building up to Big Fan and all that and like why wasn't it Larry Culpepper because they just abandoned they abandoned our man Larry they just I don't know they just bury legends, I guess. Another reason to hate Dr. Pepper. Jared, can you can you tell us why? What is, is it like the taste of it, or is it just the Big Twelve? Both. 
The taste of it's not that good. I know. Uh, most people think it, that, that, if you don't like it, it's because it has like a medicine taste to it. It tastes kind of like pasta. Yeah, it really yeah. does. That's why it's called Dr. Pepper. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. Jared, what, what's your go-to drink then? Are, are we really going to have this conversation right now? I mean, you want to slander Dr. Pepper, so we're going to have to ask that. You and everybody you know know that my favorite drink is Sprite. I need to put this right here like a press conference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there like you go. With the code. You know, if I had if I had the opportunity to get the extra point sponsored by any soft drink, it would be Sprite. And none of you would have any say in it at all. You would just have the LeBron want a Sprite cranberry in the intro. Just yes, like exactly. Sprite. Yeah, I would do that. Why wouldn't I? Try one of those. I've never had a Sprite um, cranberry. It sounds good. Get your hands on. I mean, I haven't had one either, but all I know is if I had opportunity to be sponsored by a soft drink, it would be Sprite 100%. If, it, if, it, if it's the thirstiest time of the year, I think it's it's time for a Sprite. First of all, let's be clear. <laughs> if we could be sponsored by any soda, the soda would always be Mr. Pibb. Like, what are y'all doing? Alex, get out of my face with that mess. Do you drink Mr. Pibb? gel cell and bust your teeth in. I'm joking. I'm joking. Like, okay. Wait, does the SEC have an official drink? If you said Dr. Pepper is the official drink of the Big 12? I, I, I would assume Coca-Cola, but I'm I thought there was, the, there was the Dr. Pepper halftime thing. I thought that was Dr. Yeah, Pepper. That's, that's at every conference, the the, the tuition giveaway. Oh. That's at every conference championship. Yeah. Okay, never mind then. I'm going to Google it then. SEC. Uh, I don't think the SEC has one. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm looking each, into it. I know each individual team has one, I believe. I'm on SEC.gov. I know Auburn's, Auburn's Coca Cola. I think Alabama's Coca Cola too. Wrong SEC. Uh, this is good stuff. A's survived. Excuse me? Farm Rich is an official sponsor of the SEC. Yeah, so is what? Regions. Sending some fire mozzarella sticks. I'll tell you that. Uh, are, are, are we done with product placements yet? I mean, if you think we can get some more in there, might as well go ahead. Chew, chew delicious extra gum. Long that, that is the best gum, objectively. No, it's not. Yes, it is. What's better, J- Jared? You say Five like, gum. Nicotine gum. Yeah, uh, Wrigley's is easily the best. I don't know what y'all talking about here. Alex, like- if you have one more bad take, I promise you, I will seal Team 6 into your room. All right, Jared. I'm gonna have to join you on that because I just told him I was gonna cave his teeth in. Jared's like, Alex, you can't, you can't say, you know, bad things on the air. And then Jared's like, I will kill you. Alex, I said, still, Team Six into the room. I didn't say you're what I would do when I got there. Jared, there's implications. Implications of that. I'm gonna also, try. I'm gonna try you. Disgusting sweatshirt. What? Excuse me. Face on the camera. We won't see all that. I can see all your bullshit. No, I do what I want. I'm a man. I'm 40. I do what I want. Gundy. Okay. Can we get the MLB playoffs? I think we can go the same round first because that's probably a bit more pressing and recent. But I think it's I think it's been interesting that Alabama's favorite at all because I mean I get that it's Bama and you know when in doubt don't ever pick Georgia because you just don't, especially in big game against Bama. But I mean. Now with Nick Saban going to be on Zoom to handle the game, nobody's going to be able to yell at Pete Golding when his defense lets Stetson Bennett throw for 16 touchdown passes. So, I mean, 
I really think that Georgia was going to win already, but now without saving, I really think that team doesn't stand. Wait, you think Georgia was going to win that game? What? You thought Georgia was going to win that game even before the saving thing? Yeah. Hold Jared, on. make no Let mistake me... about it. Alabama's defensive coordinator. Uh, is quite yes. Um, no, I, I had to double check. There's a reason why you're fifth and pick them. I just wanted to double check that. Jared, make no mistake about it. Alabama has the worst defensive coordinator in college football. They may not have the worst talent on defense, but their coordinator. I'm pretty team. sure there are 12 other defensive coordinators that I can name that are even worse in Alabama. Honestly. Side note, they're all in the Big 12. I do honestly, I don't think you could really. Because Bama has the talent year in and year out. It's just a clear lack of, you know, competence at the top of the defense. And that's with Pete Golding, who Bama fans have been calling for to be fired since last year. He's still here. And he just let the lane train score 48 points. So. You think Stetson Bennett's not going to have a field day with that? Really? Uh, Nah, Alabama still win. He may play good, but Alabama still win. No. Okay, well, I'll remember that. Uh, right. But we'll get, into, we'll, get into, we'll get into pick them later. That's our extra point game of the week. Yeah. All right. There's nothing. Mm. Number 15, Auburn. Travels on the road to South Carolina. Auburn is a three-point favorite. Who do you do you do you guys want to talk about this game first before we before we make our picks? No, yep. you just you don't make our picks. I just want to make the picks. I don't want to. I don't want to get depressed. Let's give us a score, Davis. That's tradition. It's tradition to give a score. That's true. Look, can we just? I I just want to talk two minutes about the game. Two minutes. Yeah. What's up, Jared? What's your read? What's your take? Guys. You know my immaculate record when picking Auburn games, right? I'm pretty good at it. You're okay. I mean, I wouldn't say immaculate because words have definitions. <laughs> okay. That was good. I woke I woke up this morning. Uh-oh. <laughs> and my old bones got out of bed. And I was I was I was walking down the hallway. And I turned, and I saw the Do Not Enter Auburn Fans Only sign that's in the bar room. <laughs> and I asked myself, do I enter? Am I allowed to enter? <laughs> guys, down and just break guys, I don't know about this game anymore. I really don't. I don't, I, there's something, something, something's wrong with this game. It's like yesterday, I, I, I had nachos, right? Yesterday I had nachos. I did and too. Uh, a couple days ago, when I went shopping, when I came back home, when I put the grocery bag on the floor, right, the salsa, the glass jar for the salsa broke, so I had to pour all the salsa into just a container, right. So a couple days later, I was, I was eating nachos, and I and I took a bite, and you know what happened? There's a, there was a, there was a shard of glass in there. Okay, so that's telling me right now I probably shouldn't pick Auburn. Don't that's worry. Just telling you you shouldn't pick Auburn. Yes. Of all things, that is what tells <laughs> me. Eating a shard of glass yesterday while eating nachos was telling me not to pick Auburn. By the way, just some breaking news: uh, Le'Veon Bell either plays a sign with the Dolphins, Chiefs, or Bills. Just Bill. so you guys know. If he wants a Super Bowl, he'll go to the Chiefs. I love how two of those teams are in his own division. Like he wants to be able to just get two hundred yards on the Jets. I mean, he would, he would be able to, but yeah, let's see if he can finally make Jace's head 
the eyes fall out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to the game, like Auburn, I hope Bo Nix can throw the ball. I hope we go. I hope Tank. Not hope. I know Tank's gonna carry that rock pretty well. I I, I know that. Uh, as far as injuries go, do we have an update on injuries? I mean, obviously KJ Britt's out, but what what about Big Cat Jalen Simpson? I mean, they're trying to get back. That, Sean Shivers apparently practiced this week, so uh, Sean Shivers is Tank took old, his he, spot. He's old news now. It's all about the Tank love. In reality, in reality, Tank didn't take his spot so much as Auburn just doesn't know how to utilize him. But that's an argument for another day. I will pick South. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'll pick Auburn. I. Mm. You know what? Mm. You know what? You know what? No. Screw it. I'm picking South Carolina. I can't. Oh my I can't. god. I just can't do it. Ooh. I'm picking South Carolina. Ooh. Look, if 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 the shard of glass and me slipping with saying South Carolina doesn't tell me I need to pick South Carolina, I don't know what does. Okay. I'm Jared, the thing, the thing I, is, I don't like it. What? I'm thinking about it. Too. I don't like it. I really okay. don't. Hold up. Hold up. Hold I haven't up. decided yet. Hold up. Jared already sealed his fate. Now, Davis, li- listen closely so you don't have to seal your own fate. Now, me and Jared are leading and pick him. Yeah, like we're, we're, we're not some bums, act bro. Like, act like you're the act like you're the magician you here. You're last. You in fifth place. Or no, you're lame, bro. Alex is making me less confident. You didn't even say anything yet. <laughs> My goodness, you let me breathe for a second. Auburn is definitely going to lose a game to a team they shouldn't lose to this year, and there'll be a game on the road, but it will not be this game. They will definitely lose next week against Old Miss. That'll be tough. But this week, Auburn's going to be tough. Why not? You don't have to give me a reason besides just saying stuff. Why not just because all, all, all you all you pretty much convinced is that Auburn's gonna lose to Ole Miss. You you did not even say the reason why they're gonna beat South then Carolina. Then me and Jared just pick South Carolina and Ole Miss. Okay, will be I mean, okay, I, I I really I think they're gonna beat South Carolina because South Carolina's defense, despite the fact that Will Muschamp is there, is still not great. And the fact is, after watching their offense against Florida, I really do not believe they can score with Auburn. Is South Carolina's defense worse than Arkansas's? Um, maybe the fact the fact that even thinking about it, yeah, you're not like, convincing me, Alex. You're the worst freaking convincer. You should not pick South Carolina just because this is not the game that Auburn loses. I'm not bro. picking South Carolina because they're good. I'm picking South Carolina because Auburn's buns, bro. <laughs> That's what it is. Auburn's nah, not going to lose because of South you, Carolina. Auburn is, Auburn is Auburn's just destined next week to let Ole Miss score seventy while they score like. 16. Auburn's not going to lose because of South Carolina. Auburn's going to lose because of Auburn. Don't get it twisted. Auburn's going to look this, a lot different in two months. This season and this year feels very indicative of what we're going to see in the future. And what I say by the, mean by that is this. Is that this feels like the next two years of mediocrity while we latch on to the one great player we have, which is Tank Bigsby. A la maybe the final years of uh, Tommy Tupperville's career with Ben Tate where, like, you know, everybody just latches on to the fact that he is our savior. I mean, really, though, that, that's how it was. I mean, you, you remember it, right? That's very much how it was. Yeah. Like, for all those for all those teams' flaws, including getting beat 36 to nothing, Ben Tate was, like, the, the university's hero at that moment. And he was very good. He deserved it. But it, that just feels like the same general direction that we're heading because – I don't know. And again, you know, I, I'm always, I'm always cautious. You know, I don't want to always, you know, be like, Oh, it's doomsday over here. But at this point, I mean, how many times can we be cautious before we lose to South Carolina? 
I mean, and I I, I hate the stat Eric's bringing up. It's like South Carolina beat Stallburn for the first time since 1933. World War II hasn't even started yet. If you went back to 1933 and said, "Hey, bro, this is gonna be the last time you beat Auburn since World War II," they would be like, "What the hell's World War II? That's how long ago it was." <laughs> you would freak people out. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's bad. That like it was so long it was so long ago, homie. I couldn't I couldn't vote yet in nineteen thirty three. That's how that's how long ago this thing was. Eighty percent of the people on that field couldn't vote yet. That's how long ago that was. That's how bad Auburn football is. Eighty percent of the people on that field wouldn't have been on the field. That's true. <laughs> that is also true. That is very, very want you just want to get that one out there. No, I mean, yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. Um, yeah, no, that that's bad. And that, and it's, you know, part of it is the fact that we haven't played South Carolina a lot, but also part of the fact is that even when we have and we aren't good, we found a way. Like, remember 2011? They somehow won on the road against number six South Carolina. He's so good. Hey, He's so hey good. Dude, do, you know, do you know the names of Philip Rivers' nine children? I didn't think so. <laughs> it's probably like oh, just like Philip Rivers name all of the kids then. Just name out any law. Just name out like any. Just name out any multiple name law firm. You probably get it right. Yeah. Did, you, did y'all see the graphic of uh, Philip Rivers uh, versus Joe Burrow stats? They had a, they had a number of uh, children. Yes, that was funny. All right, I'll, I'll get fired for that if I did that. Also, I got oh, the names right here, man. Hold up, give me a second. Oh no! All oh right. no! Oh wait, can I get? Wait, hold up. Me and Davis are gonna play a game. We guess. we we throw one name. That's a guess. And let's see if we can get it. All right. Well, what what Philip Rivers name one of his kids? How many are male? How many are female? Can you tell? All right. There are one, two, two male, seven female. Whew! Oh boy. So here's the thing. He is extremely Catholic, so mm-hmm. I feel like a few of them are going to be Bible names. Yes. So I'm I'm going to go first. I'm taking I'm taking Matthew. Is that one? Davis? I was gonna say Isaiah for one of the guys. And now female, female. I'm gonna go um, Mary. I'm going Mary. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's a good one. Yes. Um go Anna. Anna. Go Anna. No, was, I'm gonna that go... was Mary's mother. That was Mary's mother. That's gonna be weird. His wife's probably named Anna. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little bit off the cuff. Okay. I'm gonna say Catherine. I feel like Philip Rivers is kind of a Catherine kind All of guy. All right. So, you both were dead wrong except Davis. Anna was correct. Whoa! Also, Bible names not present as far as I can tell except for Anna, Sarah, who is the wife of Abraham. Very. That, that's Look, I didn't send to go to Bible school. All right, just name them off. We went to Catholic school. Because they named her that just because they wanted to name her Sarah. And then, of course, Peter. But again, those are probably just... I was going to say Peter! That one is good! I, went, I was going to say Peter! No, oh. I, was, I was thinking to myself, I was like, could it be Peter? But then I was like, no self-respecting person in 2020 is going to have a son named Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so, the names are as follows, from oldest to youngest. Wait, Haley. we can still guess them, though, can't we? Oh. Nah, I'm we good. Guess? I'm, I'm no, good. Haley. I'm past it. Caroline. Grace. Gunner, great. Sarah, oh my goodness! Peter, oh, we didn't take into account he's from Alabama. Oh, Blair. he's Alabama Catholic. That's a different breed, bro. Gunner, 
There's probably a hunter in there. <laughs> nope, there isn't. It's no, probably a middle name. It's probably it's probably a middle also, name. His wife's name is Tiffany. Ooh, Tiff. What's up? <laughs> I know some people named Tiff. Oh man, we gotta do this more often with <laughs> athletes who have a lot of kids and just guess their names. Wait, Nick hey. Foles has like, or no, Ryan Fitzpatrick has eight. We should do him now. This man went to Harvard and has eight kids. <laughs> they took him a whole section when they were watching the game yesterday. All right, hold up. I got it. I'm Googling it. This oh, is so he went to Harvard, bro. That means his children are going to have, like, cool names. He probably he probably developed an algorithm to come up with names. Alex, you're going to have to tell us where he's from, like, exactly. Ryan Fitzpatrick does not have eight kids. Then whose kids were those? <laughs> Also, he, no, he we gotta hunt down. We gotta hunt those kids. They were Brian, Brian Fitzpatrick proposed to his wife at a McDonald's that's attached to a gas station. And my dad proposed to my mom at a sports bar. Hey, oh, nice. across a table, across a table. Hey, that's nice. That's nice. We're getting the names right here. How many kids do he have, though? Um, it looks like he has seven. Actually, one thing. Oh he snap! Nine. He threw a touchdown. You saw that? Marshall Falk has ten kids. Oh right, no. Getting... Oh lordy! All right, so Ryan Fitzpatrick has um seven children. What? Oh, I said eight, and I was magically no. ostracized. The first <laughs> article said it was like four, and I was like, okay, dude, all right. And that's like not, not sure what happened there. Um, okay, so you guys are free to guess them, and I shall give you his lo- his uh you know place of birth to help with the guessing. One second. Uh, I'm scared. No need to be scared, Jared. Damn, Reno has seven kids. This Dang. The more money you get, the more kids you be pumping out. It's like a factory. Scotty Pippen has a ton of kids. <laughs> we don't. We, we let's not go. Let's not go to the homies. That's that's a very different story. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's not do that. So, a, well, it's we can get Will Chamberlain, Gilbert. and that'd be really hard. It's Patrick. Hey, from he dropped another hundred, bro. He was like, Allie. <laughs> Okay, is from Gilbert, Arizona. He oh, went to no. Harvard. He has seven children. He has one, two, three boys and four girls. Take he, it away. Gilbert, Arizona went we to know Harvard. He's Catholic, Christian, anything like that? I, I don't see anything of the sort, but again, um, he has a long beard. So. I'll say right now, there are in fact no religious names as far as okay, I can. Okay, okay. Look, all I know is the man was from Arizona, went to Harvard. They must have either engineered him in a lab or found him in a cave. Because I don't think that exists. Um, I'm gonna say three boys, four girls. Did he he grew up in Arizona, so he might have liked the Cardinals and he could have taken some names from famous Cardinals. Uh I think he could have could have named one of them Pat, Patrick. I I promise you, if there's another Peter on this list, I'm gonna like break my TV in front of me. He said no religious names. I die, I don't care. Uh, my first guess is gonna be Patrick. Alright, and Jared yours? There's no way Ryan Fitzpatrick let his kid be oh, named Patrick right. no, Fitzpatrick. I take it back. I take, I, take it back. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. He's smarter than that. <laughs> no, I take it back. I was just thinking like Pat, because Pat Tillman. Oh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go with. Uh, he looks like someone who named his kid Jason. I'm gonna put Jason on there, and then I'm gonna, I'm, for girls, I'll say. Uh, Lily. All 
right. I'm gonna say Anthony and I'm gonna go oh man, this is hard. It is harder with him. I'm just gonna go for like a classic. Just go like a Michelle or something. I I thought about Michelle. That's not a kid's name. That's not like pop. That's not a popular name. Yeah, but then you give him a nickname that's like different. Watch, you know. Ready for this one, Elizabeth. Ooh. All right, Lizzie. We're all wrong. Going for the again. going for the going for the. We're all wrong. You're all wrong again. The kids are as follows. Can we get? Wait, 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 all right, so for girls, the first letter is L, and for guys, hey, the first uh, letter is B. All no, right, Brandon. Know. All right, I'd have called Brandon. I'm going to say Ben. All right. That's a good one, girls. too. An L? Is that Lily? Lily. Oh. I said Lily last time. It better not be like Lillian or something like that. I'm going to. Did you say Lily not. last time? You're I did, say, I did say Lily last time. I'm going to oh. Lauren. Lauren. You got Lauren, I'll get Lindsay. Boom. You're both wrong again. What the <laughs> hell? What does he name his kids after, like, textbooks? Lord, L-O-R-N-E, and, like... Is it Lord? Singer? Shut up and let me say the names. <laughs> no, I'm upset. <laughs> is it... Is it... Is it Bryce? Is it... Oh, is it Bryce? From oldest to youngest, Brady. Oh, my God. He said Brandon. That's close. Tate. Lucy. Maisie. Luke, the... What? Did he, did, what did he say? Maisie the store? Is that where it went? Oh. M-A-Y-Z-Y. Maisie. Oh, like, like, like a maze of corn. Like corn. No, <laughs> corn is called maize, Jerry. Close enough. M-A-I-Z-E is maize. Look, I already told you I failed journals and fundamentals. I don't know how to spell. That doesn't mean anything to me. Were you having to spell maze in your journals of fundamentals spelling? Look, I'll, I'll 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 let you in a secret, okay? In 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 eighth grade, my teacher in English put me in a spelling bee, and I didn't really care, and I misspelled the first word, and it was diamond. <laughs> D i m o n d. That's what I. That's what I, I forgot that. I forgot the a, bro. The final two names are. The the final two names are. Ruby and Jake. Jake? Oh, that's such an easy name. Man, I'm Am mad. I Googling one more person are we going to call it a day? I, I like this game. I, I don't know. Doesn't Davis have class in like... No, that's on Thursdays. Oh. We can do... <sighs> we, got, we, gotta, we, got, we gotta save it for when everybody else is here. Yeah, I we agree, do, We can do one more to test it out. Why don't we do Will Chamber? <laughs> <laughs> no! Or we can do Carl Malone. All right, I got it, I got it, I got it. Otto Porter Jr. <laughs> oh, Lord. Instead of Aikman touchdown unbelievable, it's going to be Andy Dalton touchdown. Oh, no. <laughs> Andy Dalton and the Cowboys are favored by one point against Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Anything before we have to go? I'm good. All right, we're good. Well, thank you, Alex and Davis, for joining me on whatever this was. Uh, as we send our thoughts and prayers to Jack in the hospital and Jacob probably on the floor somewhere still depressed and crying after a last night's heartbreaking defeat for the Atlanta Braves. So for Jack Hart and Jacob Holman, God rest your souls. 
Alex Houston and Davis Carroll. I'm Jared Dillis saying thank you for joining us at Extra Point here on WGL911 and WEGLFM.com. Oh, great. He left before I even could finish. You know what? I'm going to say it. I haven't started recording yet. I'm going to say it on recording. Alex is a bum, bro. Yeah! I'm tired of him. <laughs> Alex is a bum. Man, screw that dude. I also realized I've been saying bum a lot. Uh, uh, no, I've been saying bum and bro a lot. I think I need to, I need, I need, I need to I calm down. I think you've been down. around me too much, Jerry. Yeah, I, I've been around you too much. Well, that is the podcast host uh, as we speak right now. So go ahead and give that a listen uh, for probably most the most off-the-wall hour that you'll ever hear about uh, on this show. On top of that, uh, we have a great show lined up. First going into the Auburn-Georgia recap. And then SEC football, along with NBA Finals, NFL, and then wrapping up with Major League Baseball. But uh, we knew what was coming for the last about 48 hours, and now we're here. Is that we were going to talk about what happened on Saturday. Uh, and it wasn't, I don't know how many good things you can take away, maybe two. But there's a lot of bad to unpack, so that is uh, our job. You say one. What yep. was that, Alex? I mean, the one positive I have from this game, the one positive I have is that Tank's, Tank Bigsby is going to be spectacular. That's the only thing you can really take away from it. And, of course, you could say that Jamie Sherwood was pretty good as well. He played great on defense, but maybe, maybe two then. I'll give you that, maybe two. But that's just about the only positive I could take away from that. Well, let's, uh, I mean, let's just go ahead and get into it. Let's go ahead and break it down. Uh, as we get to the extra point, if you want to catch any of our shows, make sure you go to the podcast host, Spotify, I, uh, Apple Podcasts, anything like that, or our YouTube page where the show will be live at the premiere at 3.45 Central Time, 4.45 Eastern, uh, Monday through Thursday. All right. 27-6. That, that was the score. Uh, I, every one of us had the game at least close, I guess, in a sense. I don't think anybody had this. Uh, Auburn's offense was anemic, and the defense was just lost part part of the time. Uh, but I, I guess we'll start it off with the first question that I have on the rundown, which is just what went wrong for Auburn. Alex, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you kick it off. I would say if you look at this game from an objective perspective, you know, just objective viewer of college football, you would say, yes, part of the game is on the fact that the defense played terrible in the first half. However, Kevin Steele has provided a national championship level defense for four years. So if he wants to be a little worse this year, honestly, I'd give him a pass because the offense at some point should figure out how to not be terrible in games against good teams on the road. But again, they've just... I mean, what, this is probably the worst, second worst performance of an, of an Auburn offense we've ever seen, under Gus at least, I mean. What do you, what do you think is the first? Because I have one in mind. What? What do you think is the first? Because I have Alex one Clemson. in mind. 17 Clemson? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that that's the only other one that I can compare it to. And that one, I mean, honestly, was just worse because Jared Stidham can't scramble as much as Bo Nix because if that was the case, Bo probably would have been sacked 11 times on Saturday as well because the offensive line performance was – equal to that against Clemson. And it's just a matter of – and, again, the defense, after allowing 24 points, basically locked Georgia down in the second half. Of course, Georgia played a lot more conservatively because they were up 24 to nothing. But the defense gave 
the offense opportunities. And again, they just managed to fail from top to bottom. Again, they just looked unprepared. Everything they did, Georgia seemed ready for. And the offensive line, again, which has been a theme for what the last four years, just was bad. And there's not really anything else to say because it's all the same things we've said before. You know, nothing new to me seemed to be an issue with the offense. It was just the same issues that they've had in, in 2017 against Clemson, the same issues they had against Georgia the last two years, and the same issues they had Saturday night. So, I mean, the defense had to replace two of the better players of the past decade, and obviously they're not going to be as good. I think we knew that. We didn't expect them to be probably as bad as they were in the first half. But, again, still no excuse for the offense to score six points. So, I mean – that's that Jacob yeah the I think you're right about this being I mean there's probably a few other offensive performances that can compare with this one 2016 Georgia 2014 I, I think, I think Georgia. it's not only it, it, it's a comparison of offensive performance relative to the amount of talent on the field I mean All yeah you can take a look back to, yeah to to 20 to, to the to the Athens game, the seven to thirteen game, but you're also dealing with the backup quarterback and a really rattle. I mean, but but the offense had had the talent to perform, and I think this case was the same in 2017. I think the point I'm trying to make here, though, is that this weekend felt like a must-win game for Gus Malzahn. The way he's performed in Athens these last seven years has just been horrendous now of course this goes back further than Gus Malzahn this goes back to Tommy Tupperville but you would think that Gus would be able to figure out a way to do it in 2013 he had one off a miracle but then in 2017 he dominated number one Georgia but this was at Jordan Hare Stadium that's a lot different I guess two weeks later he went into Atlanta and he got dominated by Georgia I really – when I look at it specifically, the offense, I mean, yeah, it's kind of obvious. It's just the offensive line. Like Alex said, it's the same problem over the last few four years. I mean, I don't know what's going to be able to change it unless offensive line coach McNell just can somehow wave a magic wand and they get better in the next two or three weeks because obviously the next few weeks are the, are the few weeks that they have a chance to – work some kinks out and you need to be ready for LSU. You know, LSU isn't as good as they were last year, but they're going to be all right. They're probably going to be top half of the SEC, which the way Auburn played on Saturday, it's not going to be enough to be a team that's in the top half of the SEC. So that, that I, I I'm looking ahead and they have a chance to turn this thing around because of the next three opponents. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, doubt Arkansas or South Carolina or Ole Miss, but those are the teams that you're going to have to figure it out against. Jack, do you want to brush up uh, yeah, on that? I think, yeah, Jacob made a good point where, I mean, this this seemed like a critical game for Malzahn and that he had an opportunity to do what hadn't been done in 15 years and capitalize on, I'd say, uh, what looked to be going into the game a relatively weak Georgia team, and we're talking about a team that had five points against Arkansas, 
this this past week and um and was dealing with an inexperienced quarterback and it, it it was frustrating because Auburn didn't get any pressure on that inexperienced quarterback. Um, he was he was getting it out of the backfield quickly, and the offensive line of Georgia was doing their job to make sure that that Stetson Bennett's day. I mean, barely got any grass stains on his jersey. So that 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 just seems like a missed opportunity for Gus. I don't know what the game plan is was going in in terms of of trying to rattle this this young quarterback and very inexperienced quarterback, I might add. Um, it seems like something that Auburn would be able to capitalize on, and the quarterback battle was already won effectively for Auburn. I mean, they're, they're coming in with a, a one-year veteran, SEC freshman of the year, uh, all of that. I mean, the, the offense looked like it would, could run all over Georgia just on paper, and then Gus comes in with, with six points on the way end of the day. So just from a, from a meta standpoint of what this means mentally, it just really looks like Gus had an opportunity to pick on a relatively weak or maybe just scared Georgia team uh, and, and do something that hasn't been done since 2005 and winning in Athens and really fumbled the bag there and just kind of adds another tally mark into this idea of it. Gus Malzahn can't win in big games. Um, I'll also add that while, yeah, we'll continue to compare this to the Clemson game, but I think Auburn does what Auburn does and, we all remember in 2017 when Auburn was really able to turn the season around. So I think if, if the, if the schedule is fortuitous as it is, as Jacob mentioned with um, Arkansas next week, South Carolina, then Ole Miss down the road, I think those games getting progressively more difficult. If you just look at it on paper, I think Auburn really has an opportunity to readjust, reassess. And that is going to be the critical aspect of this season is whether or not they can, they can translate from practice to live, to live ball and make the adjustments needed to uh, come out ahead of the competition. 39 rushing yards. Alex, you were going to say something? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I got I got one more thing because, Jacob, you actually reminded me of this a little more as I was thinking you were talking about it, um, the offensive line. And I think that the issue that Auburn has and the issue that Auburn will always have and I'm not going to call for Malzahn to be fired because that's ridiculous, especially because he's buyout us $28 million, and that's just absurd. Even, even if I wanted to, that you, I wouldn't ask Auburn to pay that money. But the issue comes down to the fact that Auburn has, at its very core, a very flawed recruiting plan. And they have not adjusted to it in the past seven years that have going on. Because if you look at this offense and you look at its receiving core, this receiving core is vastly more talented than, say, the 2013 receiving core. Because the 2013 receiving core were Sammy Coates and Ricardo Lewis, who were good. But in terms of overall talent, I think Seth Williams is more talented than both of those players. We don't see it because the offense doesn't know how to utilize it. Because the issue is that in recruiting, Auburn seemingly focuses on getting these playmakers that they will not be able to utilize because their offensive line is essentially useless. They do not recruit a good offensive line to build upon because that's what you need in football, especially with this offense because the offense thrives when the running game functions. And 39 yards. What? I said 39 yards. Yeah, exactly. That That's not it because they do not recruit for an offensive line. Instead, they recruit for athletes and skill players that they do not utilize. They recruit incredible amounts of running backs that are never going to be able to run the football because they don't have an offensive line to produce for it. And then as such, it becomes a pass-heavy offense because they become one-dimensional, which Gus mentioned in the press conference. Georgia made them one-dimensional, which we all knew. 
And since they do not have an offensive line to protect the quarterback, an offensive line to establish the run game, they cannot utilize the playmakers they spend so much time recruiting, and therefore the team is just not good enough. And that's where the issue lies, is the fact that their plan to recruit is not effective, and it hasn't been. Because he's been doing it for four years where they haven't had an offensive line, and they have not replaced that offensive line. So, I mean, what's – because, again, I really, I really do think that they have more skilled players than they had in 2013 or in 2014 for that matter. Just top to bottom, I think they have more skill players on the offense, but they can't utilize them because they don't have an offensive line to work behind. And I think that that's the issue. And I think if this issue persists, and if four years down the line, Auburn continues to fail to win on the road, they have not won on the road in Baton Rouge, Tuscaloosa, or Athens since Gus got here. If that continues, then four years from now, they probably should not resign his contract. That's- yeah, I said it. Okay, Jared. I said it. Yeah. Come at yeah. me, Warriors fans. For the fences. It also dates back to the six scoreless they pitched against the Cardinals in game five, which I don't think is entirely fair because I think up 10, the Cardinals weren't really swinging for the fences. No. So maybe just leave that stat. <laughs> leave that in the past. Maybe you could, could consolidate, it it, consolidate it to this season. Just say scoreless in this postseason. Uh, I will say for the A's, you're right about them playing behind the Astros, and they're, they're playing for a city. Now that the Raiders are gone, Oakland, that's A's country now. There's no other good team in that city. Yeah, I said it. Okay, Jared. I said it. Yeah. Come at yeah. me, Warriors fans. Was it three three NBA championships in the last decade or is it only two? Who? What, I don't, I don't know who that team is. The, the one that had the second uh, the second pick in the draft? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Well, they don't even claim Oakland. They think they're the whole state. Yeah. So it's, it's the A's city now. Uh. I guess just to end off the whole show, yes, Alex. So were you asking about the uh, COVID tests for the – wait, you were asking about the Patriots game, weren't you? Yes. Oh, uh, never mind. Wait who, wait, who is this for, though? That, that's still so, a big uh, question. Right. Uh, so for the first time in seven days, the Titans had no positive tests. So just got that notification. Oh, wait, that was two out. What the fudge? Never mind. Alex, I didn't know where that was going, but I got scared. <laughs> I thought I'll have to censor the show. I wasn't about to say it on the air, everybody. My goodness. I thought I'll let me so upset. You're going to make me go back and edit, and I don't, I don't want to do that. Jared, you're out here talking about doing cocaine, and you're like, all right, Alex, don't do it. I didn't say that on the show. I never said the word. I never said that word. I'm not censoring it now. <laughs> Alex, come on, man. You're falling apart. I know we're out saying, hour, we're out. We were doing in. so good. We were doing so good, and then out she just brought it off the rails in the last minute of the show. Literally, Jared's ready to wrap it up, and then Alex oh, just derails. Like, Hold on, guys. I have two-hour-old news. <laughs> <laughs> I it, I don't know what happened. I could have sworn it was like it just came up as if it was new, and then it's like oh, posted two hours ago. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean. That's me when I get a Canvas notification about a test I took yesterday. Just got graded. So, MLB playoffs start today. ALDS today. And then it goes over to tomorrow with the NLDS starting as well. Uh, I won't ask you guys, you know, who you're picking or anything like that. I'll let the Google form speak for itself.